What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another installment of the All About It podcast. It's your main man, Bennett, back here and again. And with me, as always, is Ariel. I never know. Never know how he's going to do it. Hi. That's <laughs> that sounded mysterious in the middle. Yeah, a little, little bit. Back here and again. Uh, well, you know, one day people will get the story of the back here and again story, but we're... We're still like working. Hesitant Vincent Price. I'm, I'm kind of working out the Lifetime original movie right now. Made me Bennett back here and again. And I, I just don't want to spoil the story. So okay. I just got to kind of <laughs> let it lie until the people at Lifetime let me know what they want to do with the story. It's just not, decide, guys. Just figure it out. I'm here. You know, how long will I be? Well, I'll be back here and again for, for quite a while. So. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> They're doing all right. How, how are you doing? I have a quick week in review, but it's actually a day in review. I've actually had a pretty good day, except for when I tried to throw a bag of chia seeds up one level in the pantry. You guys know I can't reach anything. I'm five foot, if that. Five, fifth, five foot? Five foot nothing. Five foot, if so, that. So, guess again. <laughs> I tried to throw a, a bag of chia seeds up one level in the pantry and little did I know it was open and it didn't make it <laughs> it did not make it up one level it went all over the kitchen Wait, are you saying you had a good week or a good day except and, for this and then oh except for this yeah okay, gotcha. yeah yeah no it's been a great day uh so that you're like I had such a great day I, sp- I spilled chia seeds all over my it's kitchen. my favorite thing to spill just kidding it is the worst thing to spill i think oh and then for some reason i decided to (laughs) put a vase that was on the counter upside down because i thought that seeds would have gotten into it and lo and behold it was full of water yeah and you were standing right next to me trying to help me clean up the seeds and you're you're like what are you doing and i was just like i need to go to bed well it looked like you had just it, it to me i just saw you with what looked like a cup of water and you just like dumped it on the counter and then made like a face like, oh, I can't believe that. Can't yeah. believe that. No, I like, did that. I did that. So it's been a good week. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's yeah. Little things like that happen to me. I feel kind of spastic. You got to get those out of the way. Yeah. Get them out of the way on a Monday and then the rest of the week will be smooth sailing. Yeah. I have like a, a small annoyance. It's not a big annoyance like we've talked about the past few times. But we were at, I can't remember where we were coming from, either Trader Joe's or Target, because those are the only two places we shop at. And there was a diagonal crosser at Trader Joe's, I think. Oh, wait, a diagonal crosser at Trader Joe's? Yeah, so when you're driving and you're going really slow and someone decides to walk diagonally so it takes longer for them to cross the street. Oh, so you're not talking about one of those X crossings. No. You're talking about (laughs) someone is crossing the street. Yeah. And and they're not doing like what our man Frogger does, which is just like get across the street. What's a Frogger? Like the like the game Frogger, like meh, meh, and you're going like across and you're dodging the, the cars. I and can guarantee 90% of our audience don't know what that is. I don't think that that's, that math is good. I'll settle for 80%. But Frogger, <laughs> fine, it's a game fine, out fine. there. You cross the street. You're a little, cute little frog trying to cross the street. The car's whizzing by. And, and they go straight. Well, yeah, you can, maybe you go a little left, a little right. But the point is you get you go across. You cross right. the street. You go from one side of the street to the other, like a normal right. human frogger person. Right. But you're saying this person did not inhibit these behavioral uh, things. They didn't cross the street. They like were walking down the street. They were walking diagonally. So from the exit of Trader Joe's, not in a straight line, and then over. It was like... I know where my car is, and I'm going to take up every inch of this asphalt so that no one can drive for a minute. Do you think it was, like, out of maliciousness or just no, ignorance? No, no, no. I think that some people just are oblivious to what's going on around them. Okay. Well, you know, then we can we can tolerate that. Which is fine. Everyone's different. It's like, you need to watch out for them, and otherwise you're... Oh, I did. They will presumably get hit by a car. No, they won't. No? Not by me. Well, see, I see a diagonal walker, and I just see myself in ten minutes because I I, well, I don't even pay attention. Yes, you do. You're very conscious of cars. And speaking of which, and this is just you know off the top of my head, but why are guys so hesitant to cross the street? Like when I roll up to a guy that's like standing at 
his place of crossing he'll act like he's like on his phone really quick or like he doesn't want to go and i'm like you can go i'm waiting for you to go but he like acts too cool to cross the street it's a guy thing it's a guy thing i don't know i don't know what you're talking about it's almost like they don't want to interrupt or they don't want to like have people see them cross like the way that they walk i don't know what it is but ladies i think you'll agree (laughs) guys have a problem crossing in front of cars that's not all (laughs) even when we (laughs) stop well you know even when we stop for them it's like okay they like wave you through like it's okay and like there are some ladies out there you know that you know, same thing, but definitely more men than women. I don't even know what today's episode's all about, but I mean, if we want to talk about people crossing the street for the whole episode, <laughs> I, I gotcha. You know what I love is when someone's crossing the street and they start to like walk, run. Yeah. They're just like, they kind of like, they kind of like lift their arms up like, and they're, they lift their leg up like they're going to start like hurrying across the street. They're going to yeah. start running, but they kind of just do that. Uh, and then they just keep walking but they just now they're like walking but their body's making the motion like they're running but they're moving the same speed and what's funny about that is that the kind of people that do that are people that probably don't exercise or run at all or they start like jogging across the street somehow slower than they were walking across the street now they're jogging you know bopping up and down and they're somehow (laughs) slow they're moving slower stop it I don't know. I think every, here's what I, I think everyone is so crazy out there. Everyone blows my mind, I, including myself. I know I'm crazy and I'm not uh, that yeah. great of a driver. And I look around and I'm just I'm, I'm amazed daily that there aren't more accidents or more problems. You're a there. better driver than you are a Parker. And I think I'm equal on both accounts. Not that great at either. I can't parallel park to save my life. It's OK. But thank God I'm not a, a truck driver or a Uber Lyft uh, driver or mm-hmm. some other driver of some other sort that's not my job oh and if it was maybe i would quit <sighs> what's today's episode all about <laughs> i was gonna say you have to ask me it's all about quitting your job and snapping fingers. now hey when you hear that do you think negative or do you think positive <laughs> oh man do we have stories for you but i got sick time but i Wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't. I can't quit. I gotta use up this sick time. All right, use it up in your last week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I they, don't know. They have to pay you. Yeah. They pay you the sick time. Yeah, they pay pay it out, right? I, mean, I got I got paid. I don't know how everyone else works. When you get paid, you get that the sick time. You gotta get that paid sick time. Right. They cut you a check, baby. <laughs> so I thought it'd be good with this topic. It's a very touchy topic, and it's a sensitive one. It's an emotional one because life is life is a precious thing. And when we get into a good rhythm with our work life and our home life and all these things, any sort of destabilization, whether you quit your job, whether you get laid off, it's a, it's a challenge. You know, it should never be taken lightly. It should it's be one of those like life stressors where it's like move, you know, have a kid. Like it's one of those oh, like top big 10. top 10. It is. I read an article years and years ago where they had these scientists at like Yale <laughs> somewhere ivy league yes smarter than us yeah uh, basically they they measured people's like heart rates and also other studies about how often people uh die at like right after these big life events uh. and the big yeah and the biggest life events that impact our health is obviously it's you know mortal stuff it's death of a spouse or a loved one a a child a very close relative those are all right at the top right below that is moving so literally like right below which is pretty crazy to me because and this is probably a very unpopular opinion but i enjoy moving and getting rid of stuff i know you do being active for the day and then being sore the next day still can be very stressful Oh, not time not, consuming and, and not emotionally draining and, yeah. all, and all that. And then right below moving is leaving your job. Mm-hmm. And I like that they said leaving. It doesn't imply yeah. that it doesn't imply any specific, you know, terms for you no longer working there. It just says leaving, which means you could quit or be fired. Either way, you it's have a big deal. It's a big deal. You big life change. Big emotional response. And, and I think yeah. it's because it's tied to money. It's your lifeline. 
and what you've depended on for however many years but i think it's a, a big decision definitely and i think to that point it's not just about money i think money's a big factor yeah. probably the biggest piece it's of the, the Venn diagram. only factor for most people that's why they're working i think also though we tend to define ourselves by what we do and we it's a real easy labeler by it to say like hey so what do you do that's a uh, that's an often the case a question you get when you first meet somebody hey what's your name what do you do it's like oh, hi i'm bennett i, yeah, I don't do shit <laughs> hi i'm ariel i build uh wooden ships in my garage piece by piece no i don't know surprise it's like whatever you do that's who you are so if you're like unemployed or you're at a job you don't like we feel we tie our identity to these things because yeah. the money's there the time is there responsibility you're getting up you're showering and shaving uh, or maybe not either way you're going and doing something with your yourself and we tend to define ourselves by how we spend our time so if you're going yeah. to an office, you're going to a hotel, going to an Uber car, going to an, a different office, different uh, different type Lift. of office than the f- than the first office I mentioned. You you just we fall into that, you know. Like I worked concrete for years, I felt like I'm a concrete guy, and so people would talk to me, and we'd get on the topic of concrete, and I'd start to kind of un- unknowingly kind of puff my chest out a little bit. Like I know some things, I can carry on a conversation in the concrete world and that right. makes me that makes me feel good right makes me feel like i know something yeah likewise with you in the photography game you know it, it, it builds us up but sometimes you can't work at the same place forever sometimes they let you go or sometimes you quit you quit which like i said negative or positive depending on who you're talking to and what day of the week exactly what day of the week is it because what might be negative on a monday turns out to be the most important part of your week by thursday because when we came up with this topic i was like people different people are going to take this as either positive or negative i feel like there's no in between it's because there's a big stigma against quitting your job well and then right now in particular it's almost like cool to quit your job and very positive in terms of like starting your own thing and bringing a new business into the world which I'm all about, obviously. Like, do do what you want to do right now because <laughs> I feel like it's just time is just flying by and there's no control. Totally. We all think that life lasts so long. Yeah. But it turns out it's actually quite short. <laughs> it's quite short. It's quite short. You know, we we live our lives and almost subconsciously we think like these dreams are just going to manifest themselves one day. These things like I, I want to be able to play piano really well. Well, one day I will. It's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, you got to start now. You don't, wanting something has very little to do, in my opinion, with actually doing stuff. You know what I thought about, uh, well, almost every day, is uh, if I had started uh, this passion project, whatever it is, a year ago, where would it be now? How crazy is that? And no matter what, that is going to give you something or if i tried to learn french a year ago how good would i be at yeah, speaking it now maybe the same you actually did take french so yeah, you, I took you it know for about how hard it is three years of french <laughs> and i i got a, i know um um is that a little bit it's a bit a bit yeah <laughs> you know i know how to say omelette du fromage what does that mean it's a like an omelette <laughs> of, of cheese <laughs> You know, All right. so I got a, I got croissant, you know, I got a couple. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <laughs> right. I got a couple going. And hey, beautiful things are taking place in the social media world. We're there. We live yeah, there. We I work say, there. I say it's so weird. Like, it's still a mind trip to me that I have this this life online. But then there's also this entire portion of my life that the Internet doesn't see, which it's it's pretty cool that I can control that. The so. real world. The real world. Yeah. Starring my pajamas. Yeah, the real world when <laughs> when you get seven strangers to live in a house and stop being nice, but start getting real. <laughs> the real world. Our house. You wanna come? We Was need five a- we need five more people. <laughs> we need five more people and we don't like people. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we love well, we love you well, know, you know depends. Depends. <laughs> depends. It really does eh, you know. I love everybody. I love everybody. But, you know, 
time is time and space are limited yeah very limited in my house <laughs> quitting your job can be stressful i've done it a handful of times you've done it a handful of times why don't you talk about some of the jobs you've quit i mean don't have to put anything on yeah. blast or well but what were you kind of no, i'm not gonna say specifics with like what brought pl- you companies to make that decision and even if you had you know a really good feeling about it how did you go through with it what was the real what was the final straw that broke the right. coffin i worked in an office for a about a year, maybe a year and a half, while I was really starting to get busy with photography. And it was to the point where, like, I knew I, I could quit, but it's almost like I was still getting used to freelancing in the sense that you never know what's going to come up mm-hmm. or what kind of money is going to come around or how it's going to be that month or whatever. And I just felt like, scared because I didn't really have a presence online yet and it wasn't really even an option to make money that way yet so I was just kind of going through the motions and one day I just or the day before I quit I knew I was gonna do it I wrote a little letter and <laughs> what the what the letter said you know, why'd I you can't remember wait, you wrote a letter like to yourself or to no, your employer? To the to the person. Oh, saying, you like wrote a letter of resignation. Saying yeah, saying my last day will be this day, and I think I gave three weeks notice. I gave at least two weeks, but I'm, something's telling me it was three. When I went to go do that, I so let me just paint the picture. My area was like down the hall from everybody else. Like I was kind of in my own little area, so I had to walk past everybody's office to get to the guy that I had to go talk to and I was just so so dreading it and I was like hey can I talk to you and I instantly burst into tears when I said that I was quitting and it's not like I was some like crucial part of this company yeah not at all I was only there Monday Wednesday Friday eight to six or nine to five I can't even remember but it was part-time and it's not like no one else could have done my job. My job was the kind of job where they're going to have people turn over in my position because anyone can get trained and do it. But it did have to do with color and color matching. And so I, I did enjoy it at times. I think that I just got a little bored and and like they knew and like, it was fine. They're, They're cool. They're really cool people. I hope they're doing well right now. I have no idea, but I just, it was just one of those moments where I don't, I don't know why I got so emotional. I felt guilty. Yes. Why, though? Well, that's... Like, I, I feel like, okay, here's my resignation, and I'm instantly putting work on your plate. You have to go find somebody else now. You know? Yeah. No, that's exactly, that's exactly it. That's exactly how I felt when I quit my most recent job, working my the concrete company, uh, the construction company, and... It's tough, and I was so I was gonna give him. I gave him a month notice on with my job. Yeah, Let's turn it. Turn well, the you had page a small, over small, small team. M- make this all about me. And well, we're gonna go back and forth. I go, <laughs> I go, and I was so sure I was gonna quit my job because there's a project that you had, and you needed a second shooter, and I'd been second shooting for you for you know years, but it was a good job, and you really needed help. You couldn't find somebody else, and we're just like, this is the perfect moment here. Like, what? Why am I going to this? nine to five was actually like an like an eight to four why am i going to this eight to four or was it seven no seven are you talking seven about the most recent office job or the concrete job my most recent office job oh, okay yeah my most recent office job like i knew i was quitting i felt really good about it they yeah. had, and i felt good in every single way like i liked the job that i was doing i do i felt like this little bit of guilt like you were saying about making them have to do more work or find my replacement and i was an office manager so obviously there's more that that entails well, but a, a little bit bigger of a deal but i'm giving mine. them i'm giving them a one month notice so i'm literally going to train i'm going to hire and train my replacement which that's a little that's a little dodgy too <laughs> you know t- too long don't read is that how that, that works too it's long like, didn't read yeah i hired a guy that we all thought was going to be like the second coming and it turns out he wasn't and he didn't last very long <laughs> second and hate to throw the whole office under the bus, but that the place I quit working, the company doesn't even exist anymore. Isn't that so, nuts? Kind of ahead of the curve. 
little ahead of the How curve on that one. How long were they around for? Years. Like long time. decades, right? Yeah, like 14 or 15 years. Okay, so... It's an industry that is kind of going through a hard time right now. Yeah. So I, I don't fault anybody. I enjoyed my coworkers tremendously. My commute was like not even Nothing. 10 minutes. Everything about my most recent job before coming on full-time with you was great. And I did just want to note that you and I discussed you quitting that job months before you did it oh and on top of that i talked about it with my bosses and managers i I mentioned to them like this is what i'm doing at home this is what's going on this is what we're doing on the weekend you know it's very it's it's improving over time and there's i'm gonna i started to get into the i'm gonna need some extra time off here and there which you you can't have your feet one foot in and one foot out when you're an office manager you got to be there to help motivate and discipline people and schedule and really lead by example so imagine you disciplining someone yeah not very good at it (laughs) not very good at it i i rule with a velvet fist you know like they rule with an iron fist if they're an asshole i've rule with a velvet fist because i am a pushover and i want to be your buddy yeah and lunch is on me and it turns out we're never hitting our goals (laughs) <laughs> monthly goals it doesn't happen i wonder why probably my fault but that's that's how i led people and hey people showed up they were on time you know and they learned whatever they needed to learn but i remember distinctly when i went in after a manager's meeting and i put in my notice i immediately i got choked up and like i couldn't help it because i f- i did feel like i was putting them in a bind yeah. i knew well very well how they were doing you know financially and how much they how much time and everything they have budgeted and it's like i was a part of the long-term plans and now they have like a short-term problem so it sucks but what helped me get through all that and i think what ultimately probably helped you get through it you know your your thing you did you had the exact same feeling is remembering and recognizing that's not your office it's their office exactly that's not your office it's their office they own it they pay for the lights they pay your insurance on you. They pay your paycheck. and They you probably can... talk crap on you when you're not around. Oh, I wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, maybe, maybe. Well, I'm specifically talking about like us. Well, I don't know. I, I was like they're what... sweet. They were probably really sweet to me, but they were probably like, oh, she's not that great. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, I was, no, I'm, I'm trying to say that whether or not your relationships even were good or not good or are are good with people that you work with mm-hmm. or that the job's good the pay's good it's competitive there's upward mobility whatever all the verticals are like throw them all out the window it's not yours yeah you can work there and you can achieve a lot depending on what room you're in and who's in the room how much money's in the room how much opportunity is there and, how good your insurance and also is. <laughs> none of that really matters too if you're providing for yourself and your family yeah. or whatever else you don't need to care about where you work, what you do. You you can, but what matters most is taking care of your day-to-day, your life. Yeah, I think it depends on the person. If you're a dad with four kids and your wife is a stay-at-home mom, so she's has a full-time job just being home, and then you have your job and you don't necessarily love it, that's... It is what it is. Oh, and you're, you're providing for your family and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's got to be one of my biggest uh, pet peeves, you know, in the trains with me. On God, this. it's a loud. This is kind of a, a, that's like an old train. It's like a, it's like it's if like a, a baby tired, was crying. It's like a tired old baby train. Like, get the <laughs> F out of here. Or get in. Either way, shut up. Decide. <laughs> Throwing me off my track train, Aye. you know. <laughs> what was I even getting at? Uh, I was saying the dad providing for his family. Yeah, you got that. That's all that really matters is that you're providing. Our generation thinks that we are owed the job of our dreams in a place that we like with a wage that makes sense to us. With no prior work or anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't understand that. And hey, it'd be nice. It's case by case. Wouldn't it be nice? You got a vent, though. Yeah, vent. Do what you got to do. There's times where, I mean, God, you hear it from me all the time. There are certain situations where, like, I am. I did it this morning to you. I came out and I was like, blah, 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 squawk, squawk, squawk. Can you believe this? And you were like, you're freaking out over nothing and you're you were right <laughs> and sorry I, just, I was i was taking a sip of my 
uh, Trader Joe's sparkling blueberry lemonade uh, fragranced natural flavored water and I just couldn't hear you. What'd you just say? Something about me being right? Can you just repeat that? I'm sorry. Repeat that again? Can take it again? Can we take it again? Can we take it again? Okay, you were right that I was overreacting. Sorry, I was taking another Okay, okay, God. It makes it worse that you're doing that. So It's recorded now. Basically. I can play that for my kids and see I'll be like, see? On that, a on a loop. Episode, you were right. You episode right. forty one of the All About It podcast back in two thousand nineteen. Your main man Bennett boy back here and again. I was right. All right. It's not like I've never said that before. You're acting like this is I'm getting a little getting a little misty here. Oh, Sorry. You were All saying right. you were gonna say something after that, I'm sure. Everyone's annoyed with you. Okay. So <laughs> I was I came out of the bedroom and I was squawking, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And I just kept going on and on about some BS that didn't matter. That was like stuff that something that had to do with Instagram. I wasn't complaining about like anything that you would guess. I don't think I've ever even brought up the algorithm in my career because you can't control a computer and don't pretend like you can. Also, I think that anyone that actually uses the word algorithm that I've heard <laughs> use the word algorithm in the past like eight years doesn't know what the fucking algorithm is. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. You have no idea what that word means and you're throwing it around way too loose. <laughs> hot and loose with that word oh, that's a whole other... oh it's probably just the algorithm it's like you don't sound smart when you use the word algorithm <laughs> okay, here's the thing i i have so many thoughts and feelings on that and if you follow me on instagram <laughs> i'll do a poll we'll see if uh we'll see if we'll, we'll get into that but my point my point being is that what i was venting about that had to do with work was totally unnecessary to even put energy into. That was my point. But there are times, this goes back to what we were talking about before all of this, there are times when venting is super healthy and you should talk about stuff. Therapeutic. Yes, of course. Of course. Little guide for any uh, men out there listening that are in a relationship, just here's a nice little two cents from your main man, Bennett, back here again, is sometimes your, your lady... Uh, your wife, your significant other. Or your man. Or your man, sure. Will be venting about something and you want them to stop. And it's not because you want them to shut up, but it's because you want them to stop feeling that bad feeling. You know, but the reality is you telling them anything, literally anything, isn't going to help. So just listen. Just listen. Be Be a sympathetic ear to someone that is just sharing their frustrations. It's normal. Normal human behavior to be frustrated when things are frustrating. There, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Thank you. I do want to talk about when I stopped doing weddings, and I've talked about this before. So if you've listened to the podcast in full, you know that I discontinued my wedding services for now, for the foreseeable future. Oh, you think maybe one day? I don't doubt that I'll do a wedding again. I feel the same way about working in an office. Yeah, totally. So the universe is it a very is big not, place. Yeah, it's totally, totally an option. So w- the night that I had my last wedding, I also cried. <laughs> That'll do it. My dad will do it. I also cried in front of Michelle, who graciously second shot that wedding with me that day. And that's also who shot our wedding, by the way. V. Tyler Photos. What a goddess. Dear God. Yeah, nice shout out to V. Tyler Photography oh for I any of your ph- photographic needs. Yeah. She's got If you've it. seen any of our wedding pictures, you know what I mean when I say <laughs> blessed be. She is hot to trot that way. <laughs> so basically, I was crying in front of Michelle. I was super emotional. It had been years and years and years of doing this thing, and it was my last one, and I felt, you know, obviously I did it for a reason. It was very well planned out. I mapped this thing out like a year and a half in advance because when people book you for a wedding, they book the photographer first, and it's usually 12 to 18 months in advance. I had to take that time and work backwards and say, okay, I can't take a wedding in on this date in 2018 or in this date in 2017. I can't remember what I think I stopped in, at the end of 2017. 
but it was really really emotional because you grow close to couples you have all these memories you share uh you share a day that was the best day of someone else's life with them did that make sense did i say that right yeah no there's <laughs> there's positives to yeah. every job so yeah. when you're saying goodbye to those perceived positives i mean it's it's not easy it's not supposed to be easy yeah you know that's why the juice has got to be worth the squeeze yeah and with yours we we were talking about it for months and months and months and then there was a thing that came up that just made sense and I think that morning or no two mornings before I was like I think you should do it today to be fair and then you didn't yeah to be fair like that week two week kind of limbo time frame it was it's hard for me to even kind of put my finger on how I was feeling day to day going to work like knowing I'm wanting to quit knowing that it's an opportunity oh, so I could much take, weight on your shoulders but I'm I don't sure. but I don't know well I would feel that way very conflicting super conflicting Always I have this weird edge. I got a big enough ego I think if I didn't quit the whole office would still be around um which hey we'll never know <laughs> God. we'll never know would have yeah, been a full won't. you know because I, I I could have that level of an impact at any office if anyone's got an office that needs a severe uh you know piece of Bennett well, you're not going anywhere the price right is right you know I'll, I'll come and be that impact that impact player <laughs> impact player impact player I'll give it I'll, I'll do it I can be it that's what she said but it was a tough week conflicted not sleeping good not eating well yeah. and it's like all of my own making and it's all a bunch of uh, much to do about nothing lots because, of tummy aches yeah it was kind of like yeah. a worthless experiment um could have easily quit earlier could have worked there an extra month would have had no bearing no long-standing bearing on anybody's life not not, not my own not anybody's the day that you decided to do it I was here working because I was working alone at that point and you left and I knew you were gonna do it that day because if you did it the next day you wouldn't have been able to come with me on the job that I needed you for that was the whole point of you quitting to begin with well, or had, starting that process. I wasn't. Uh, I liked my team too much to just do a two-week notice, and I so I couldn't do that to them. You know, to be fair, yeah. The direction that I was going and have gone, I didn't need, nor in my mind will I ever need their recommendation for anything. So even the idea behind giving them a two-week notice is kind of pointless. Yeah, it was pointless to give them a one month notice let alone a two week notice it's, it's pointless you know they'd i'm sure they'd give me a raving review great i i don't i don't need it i mean to i just don't yeah you know in the foreseeable future one day now especially the office isn't even there anymore right so what good is a review from a place that doesn't exist i mean i could just do that i could kind just pretend shocking, honestly I pretend like i'm someone else someone else <laughs> Oh my God. I dropped you. So we ha- we've had one car this whole time, like throughout all of these situations that we're talking about. We've had one car and I used to drop him off at the office when I would need the car. And I'm just so sh- <laughs> <show> shocked, <laughs> so in shock that that office is no longer. Well, the office is like, still there. Well, OK, you know what I mean? Someone the owns that building and the they're business. still they're probably leasing it out to a Chipotle now or oh, something. Geez. Who knows? You know, one of those office district Chipotle locations. Eh, seems a little off for a Chipotle. I have no, I have no idea. I have no idea. I feel like it'd be like a cricket wireless <laughs> headquarters or something. Some HVAC installer. Who knows? Yeah. But it's a tough industry. And I mean, maybe I smelled the writing on the wall and just got out early, but really had nothing to do with that at all. It had everything to do with we had an opportunity and why not jump on it? Why not? And our a big message I've always said is, hey, take advantage of an opportunity when you got it. So just like I got the job offer to go work there, we got this other job offer to do this other well, thing. Well, and what's so. crazy is like you have mentioned to me a couple times, and you take care of all the money stuff in the family. I don't really, I mean, I know what's going on, but you're way more detailed and organized with it than I am. Like you actually use spreadsheets for our personal finances, which blows my mind. Mainly just as a way to keep up with Excel. Okay, like yeah. you want to be practicing? Yeah, I'm good at Excel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you are. 
<laughs> you know, people that don't know anything about Excel, keep keep not knowing anything about Excel. But for me and people that are really badass at Excel, <laughs> more Excel spreadsheets for us, baby. <laughs> can't ca- you'll never catch up. Ew. So my point is that you've said, and I don't know if this is, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that like two heads are better than one, but my business has grown uh, exponentially since you've worked with me. Thank you. Sure. And you know, you know that. I think you could have gotten a monkey with symbols to do what I do. And Uh, I think the business would do just as well. Nope. (laughs) Have you ever been around a monkey with symbols? They're very uh, energetic. They bring a lot to the table. Oh, my God. Well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of in a unique place that just a handful of years ago wasn't on the table. Yeah. It wasn't an option financially or time or anything. Everything that we are living through now didn't exist. Yeah. So we we had to make some risky plays. Yeah. And when you quit that last job, that was also a huge personal goal of mine for many years was to have someone on full-time with me and it just so happens that we're in the same household so it just it works out so well and I I knew from the beginning that we'd work well together I just had a huge feeling that it would be great and of course it's not perfect like we have our days where I want to like just be alone Not all the time, though. I'd say probably once every couple weeks I get the urge to just, like, you know, have my own day. But totally, it is what it is. I mean, we we have a really great relationship, you know, loving, romantic, silly, fun, all that. Romantic. Uh, Whatever. I just just picture you, like, laying out rose petals. Trying to throw out some buzzwords. (laughs) Some buzzwords I can get behind here. So we got all this. We got all those kind of words. Love, romance, and things. But... We can turn it off and turn it on when it's necessary to get the job done. And even then, it's really everything in our life is about patience and faith, knowing that everything has worked out to this point. So why bother having the anxiety? If we didn't have it a year ago, why should we have it now? Why? Because things are like bigger now or like that maybe the stakes are a little higher. I don't see how the stakes are higher now than when we couldn't pay, when we couldn't afford rent. What was that thing you were telling me a couple of weeks ago? Like the five rule, something about a five rule where like, if it doesn't matter five minutes from now, five months from now, do you remember that? Yeah. There's a bunch of little turns of phrases <laughs> like that. It was yeah the five, I want to say the five rule is the five month and five years. So if it's something, whatever the issue is, or it could even be like a piece of clothing you know, Marie Kondo it away. Right. If it isn't going to, you know, is it something that's important to you in the next five days, five months, five years? Could be just like a, a concept or a dream. If it's something that you're not willing to spend any time on in the next five days, you know, think about that. Yeah. Then it's not really a five-year plan if you don't, if you're not going to do anything in the next week to do anything about it. But then you can think, okay, well, the next five months, you can do a lot in five months. Yeah. Don't ever misinterpret how how time works <laughs> time time works very fast and it works faster and faster the more that you do and the more that you put yourself out there the faster time goes yeah and so you see the results faster you see it working or not working either way you see results whether they're good or bad who knows that's a toss-up and there was another point to that like more on like, on like the negative side of course i'm bringing this part up <laughs> where it's like if someone says something to you that you don't like or if you feel a negative energy from something and you think to yourself, is this going to matter in five minutes? Is this going to matter in five months? Like, it's probably not going to matter in five months, probably not even in five weeks. So why continue to worry about it in this moment? Oh, I love the five minutes. Because, well, yeah. I mean, geez, don't we tend to only freak out for like five minutes at a time? Yeah. doesn't even matter what we're freaking well, out about. Well, it depends about. on who you're talking to. <laughs> I mean, just on average, like how much time do we ever really give ourselves to worry or freak out or feel a certain kind of way that obviously we don't want to feel? Probably too long. Yeah, I think the older I get, the less, less time, less. (laughs) Take it again. You got it. You get older. That's part number one. 
part number two. Here we go. <laughs> the older I get, the less I care. The less, yeah. the less time I put into worrying, for sure. But I you know, it's still, it's still there. The worrying is still there. I'm, a, I freelance. I, I, re, I depend on jobs that come at me randomly. Like I'm, I feel like the reason why we're so, we have so much faith now is because I've been doing this for so long, like a decade. So, like, I'm used to knowing that things aren't always amazing and busy. Well, yeah, like, your business started in 2012. You were doing stuff before then, but technically... But, like, legitimately, we filed, like, yeah. the papers. <laughs> but another thing is that lately, we've been getting less jobs at a higher rate. And I have to remind myself that even though it's not less work but less little things to do throughout the week and more long-term drawn out jobs it's better than before but it's just a different way of working and it's an incredibly blessed situation to be in and that's and that's very like immediate that's just right now yeah that's right now that's what's going on right now as we've learned working together and looking if you just look back at the history of ariel's business past few years the one constant thing is change. Whether she's created it by developing a print shop or trying to do more YouTube videos, you know, that's a certain level of change that you can control. But then also there's the industry. There's how how's the economy. There's if what you're doing is actually any good. Do we even talk about that? I mean, what about the actual quality of the work? You know, there's yeah. all these, there's a lot of different factors that are at play. Yeah, and I'm aware that influencer marketing isn't always going to be the thing that we do yeah you gotta that's just this this season that we're in right now and I think it's gonna evolve and it's it's going to change but like so has my entire career Mm -hmm. like did I ever think or tell you or predict that this would happen one day well just like five years ago where we're at now wasn't an option five years from now there there's something else there's gonna be something else there's something else either a different idea or maybe take everything that we have going on throw it out the window we'll try something else out yeah because the universe provides us with the challenges that we need, with the good stuff, with the bad stuff. And right now we got this good stuff, right? Yeah. We shouldn't be so closed off to other opportunities that maybe the world, yeah, exactly. the world, God, the universe, nature, whatever, you know, karma, whatever driving force is kind of guiding us here. Fate, destiny, I don't know. Put them all together and call it what you want. It's one of those things. You can't control it. Don't try to control it. And you got to be open, open to anything. Anything can happen. And maybe the thing that you're closed off to is the thing that's going to unlock everything because you meet the right person or you see the right thing or you get that stroke of inspiration, you know, or the thing that you're putting off. It's like, man, if you just jumped in, you're going to learn something today. You're going to learn something. And by doing that and you're working a job that you don't like, maybe these things will help you quit your job sooner. I recently posted a photo to my Instagram basically saying, like, you can do anything you put your mind to. Like, it was just a long thing about how just... Like the poster of the cat, like, falling off. Hang in there, baby. (laughs) That's right. Cat hanging from a branch. Hang in there, baby. Hang in there, baby. Bargles, do you want to read the caption just for anyone listening that didn't see it? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll also describe in detail the photo. The photo has nothing to do with just very hard to do because your (laughs) your photos are just so pretty and uh, and uh, detailed. There's about seven to thirty flowers. All right, read the thing. Just (laughs) variety of colors. Can I tell you what blows my mind? Whoa! (laughs) When I choose to put my energy into something and I don't have any expectations about the outcome, I am so fulfilled. If you've been thinking about starting something. I encourage you to take the first step and run because there is truly no time like the present. It's not always easy, but that is what ends up making it that much sweeter. I'm so down to talk about this kind of stuff. Also, we get into this topic on All About It, which is the show. It's getting oh, a little meta right now. Inception. I didn't even think In about that. Of I our said episodes. that. <laughs> uh, okay. And I would love to hear from you if you've been feeling that push. TLDR. You can do anything. Essentially, I just wanted to give a little bit of context for 
a couple comments that were left on this post because they're really inspiring and really cool and I just feel really compelled to share them. So Bargles is going to read. We've got a lot of great messages on this topic and I'm glad that we have some to share. There you go. Uh, The first one off. These are all, all these stories have such a great little message. There's a few. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the first one is I got laid off and was terrified to start something, but did anyways and launched a Kickstarter for a shop. Well, we got an investor. If we hadn't put out put it out into the universe, no one would have ever heard about us. So cool. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Love that. And I love it because it's an example of the leap of faith we were talking about. Yeah. Which is that is a uh, a trait in a lot of these stories, in a lot of these success stories yeah. of someone changing their life and moving around. You gotta you gotta have a leap of faith. Um, especially when you're when you're starting your own business or you're doing something like that opening up a shop and you need financial investing oh God, and things yeah. it's it's a big it's intense it's intense so kudos to you yeah geez first off good on you and it's good for now you never know like honestly it's not like you've now everything's fine now you turned a corner and now you you're walking this way because life is is ups and downs, you know. Just because you have this new thing doesn't mean everything's going to work out. You still have to that same feeling that you had that make you take that push. Keep playing with that feeling. Keep finding ways to push this new thing. This new thing is just a little baby. It's barely walking. You know, it's like a Forrest Gump when he still has like the braces on his legs. You need to run until the braces fall off. You, you know? know what I've been saying to myself lately, and I don't know who's going to agree with me or not, but this is how I feel. The easiest part of starting something new or starting a business or doing something for yourself is starting it. The easiest part is starting it because... Oh, the easy part. The hard parts come later and the hard work and everything comes later when you least expect it or after things have really gotten going and there's momentum and you have to make really hard decisions. I really think that one of the easiest parts is starting and that just goes to show like doing it on your own and having your own thing is it's it's a lot but it's worth it to drive the ship and do all the things and 100 percent. yeah i saw a great meme just the other day that says no one ever failed by succeeding yeah keeping it going is the hard part like Like keeping it afloat is you it's don't crazy. no one failed by succeeding it's like go, it goes both ways yeah. you have to fail in order to succeed that's how you learn no one starts anything and is already at the top you have to climb and climbing takes work takes time takes notoriety it takes a million things that i have no idea what i'm talking about but if you start taking the baby steps and start moving in the right direction you every day you're learning you're learning something that if you were at your old place of work, you weren't learning it there. Yeah. But even then, if you're at a place, and you know, we're really trying to speak to people that are contemplating quitting or people that can relate to that idea. There are lessons that I wish I could have taken from a lot of the places that I worked at, but I was so invested into my own, like, I'm better than this, or I don't really care about this job, that that came first. I wasn't looking at, management tactics or scheduling tactics or just bookkeeping administrative you know that kind of elements and and instead of just judging the place for what i didn't like about it i should have been taking better notes and being more thoughtful for the long term about how i'd want to run the place if it was mine how i'd want to treat people if i was the manager you know think when you see like a manager, you were, you were the manager. I mean, yeah, but in other in other jobs, I'm talking about oh, pa- oh, okay, past jobs yeah. even before that. Yeah, in jobs where you might have a manager that's kind of a jerk, but then is and you might not like him, but do you know how the profit and loss statement looks at the end of the month? Is your if is his method? Although you don't like it, are you working your tail off? And so are your coworkers. Well, oh, I've had one of then those. He, then hey, your manager is getting his job done, yeah. and you'd be like, well, maybe I wouldn't do it that way. I saw a manager that berated people, so I wanted to be everyone's buddy, and my numbers weren't that great. Yeah, People liked me, but my numbers weren't that great. So I, I wish that it's I tough. could have taken more of the lessons 
from the places instead of feeling like I was either better than or, you know, one foot in the door, one foot out. You're not doing anything for anybody if you're living one foot in, one foot out. Even if you're somewhere you don't like, show up 100%. Like dominate. If you don't like where you work, you have an opportunity to dominate yeah, and that place. That also kind of goes along with you never know what someone else is going through. So, like, if you are in the position where you have, like, a coworker who's just a you-know-what or a boss who just doesn't seem to care about you or your feelings. Common. Who knows? Who knows? Like, I've been in those situations multiple times, and I'm just like, I, I wasn't even, at the time, I wasn't even thinking about what they could be going through or what their life is like at home but chances are they're depressed who knows because everybody's depressed <laughs> Every, i mean let's be real everyone's a little sad <laughs> everyone's, everyone's little really sad. sad and wish that things were better i'm a little sad yeah, yeah. a little bit I'm, I'm sad right now so that's a nice tangent from the first story where we you know great first story expressing the leap of faith we yet, wish you well and also good great luck. clever idea going listen i don't have the money i need to get a yeah. kickstarter and i'm going to announce to the world that so i'm doing cool. this i'm a huge proponent and talk about it yeah. you know i'm also big, i'm also a big proponent don't talk about it be about it but in this case the talking and the being were both they're hand in hand they were hand in hand yeah yeah, yeah so no, very and, good and here's the other kicker is what if the kickstarter didn't do well then at least you, you would have learned something through that too. You, you were giving yourselves chances to learn something that you weren't willing to challenge yourself to learn before you took the leap of faith. Is that, too, is that enough? Yeah, that oh, enough yeah, okay. definitely. So kudos to you. Hey, if you need any advice, congratulations. You know, we, we probably can't give it, but right. congratulations yeah. and good luck. We, I have no idea what your shop even sells. So hopefully it's uh, just good stuff. Yeah. Shop full of good stuff. Dot com. Um, moving on to the next story. I enjoy this one. It's, uh, in regards to that feeling of that push, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. I've been into photography since I was a kid. I bought my first DSLR camera, which stands for digital singular lens reflex. I'll take your word. Digital single lens reflex. I have, I don't know. Take your word for that. (laughs) So I bought my first DSLR camera when I was in high school. Never, ever thought I was good enough to call myself a photographer I was sometimes actually embarrassed to say it was something I was pursuing I never fully invested into photography until 10 years after high school and it totally just flowed to me I couldn't deny my calling any longer after moving to Kauai I've been my own boss for a a year and a half now and I proudly call myself a photographer this excited me so much and sometimes i think why didn't i push myself sooner but no time for that kind of thinking because i'm so thankful for where i am now and so excited about what's to come here's to finally going for it hell yeah love that story fireworks and love that one love it you know what you know the the guilt or shame or whatever it was that you didn't feel comfortable calling yourself a photographer. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Oh, I 100% know that feeling. I vibe with that so much. Yeah. You, you are not good enough. You know, because when you picture a photographer, you picture like Dave LaChapelle or freaking some other. Is I, it 2003? What I have no idea. About? I can't even think of a, who's a famous <laughs> photographer? Right now? Yeah. I mean, I just think about the people that I love to follow online. Taking too long. I'm just Kevin Russ. Okay, so. You th- when I say photographer, you picture a photographer and they're like, you know, weathered and yeah. professional and they're just so good and they're very, you know, very stoic. They and climb just, mountains. They, they use film and digital and God, it's just Drones. so... I p- whenever I think of the label of a thing, I think of like the, the mountaintop of the thing. And it's hard to picture yourself on top of the mountain when you're just starting something. Or even you could be years into working as a photographer and still never feel like I'm, I made it. I'm, I'm, I made the big time. But at the end of the day, I think something clicked within you that basically made you say, screw it. I don't, it's the label became less important over time. And now the label has come full circle where now you take pride in calling yourself a photographer. So Isn't cool. that crazy? It's like so it didn't cool. matter anymore, the yeah. label, and now we're back to the label, baby. And it's all because we have that kind of control over our own 
perception, our own yeah. minds, and just ha- just that little turn of phrase. I mean, if you you know now what you knew then, but you didn't know then what you know now. Ooh. But if you could go back, you would have just started by your own words. You would have started it sooner. That's how it is for everything, isn't it? Yeah. If we could go back, would we do it the same or would we do it a little different? But the things you learn along the way that are hard in the moment and negative in the moment are crucial totally. to where you're at now. So it's like, no, you you deal with it in the moment and you move on and you learn from it. Love it. Thank you for the submission. That was a great story that inspired the hell out of me and made me want to go to Hawaii. Oh, my God. So appreciate appreciate that. Next year. So here's here's another one. Here's a third a third story. These are all just make me feel like make me feel like I could run through a brick wall. I need right? to do, do more in my life. What the hell am I doing? So <laughs> she was saying that this post, along with a few others uh, on a similar exact exact same topic, is what she's seriously been needing lately. I'm working my butt off right now so that I can run my business full time in the new year. And I keep having fears of failure, not knowing how to start, not knowing how to leave my job and wondering how much money I should have saved, etc. But posts like this keep me pushing towards this serious goal of mine and pop up during negative thoughts just to remind me I am where I'm supposed to be. And this is exactly what I should be doing. I really liked this one because she has something in mind and she has a goal, but I think that she's just saying what everyone's thinking and everyone is afraid. Everyone's afraid of quitting and like living off of your the income of your new business. And I would say like just logistically speaking, what would you say is the mark of quitting for how much you're making on your side job? Like you're making enough to pay your rent or pay your mortgage it's and so live di- that's that is like what do you think about that that's a really great question because i wanted to talk about when people think of quitting their jobs you're probably either going to get a job that you want more or you're going to start your own thing it's either it's one of the two i think gosh and a lot of it is financial it's an impossible question to answer because uh, it's a case-by-case basis yeah you know people are different circumstances are different different geography matters you know the industry that you're trying to break into or or work within matters and I could never give I don't think I could really give that level of advice unless I got to know somebody and like talk to somebody then I I would I definitely have an opinion on it because I have an opinion on everything but I feel like if you're willing to trade the certainty of your financial income to work in a field that you are very passionate about, you also have to accept the limitations that that might present you financially. Yeah. So if you have lofty goals that incorporate a lot of money, those goals are going to shrink. That's I think that is fair to say. That's you know on the whole, but where you will lose out on money and the certainty of that money and the being able to rely on that income, it gets replaced by something that for me personally, and I know for you, um, is worth way more, which is freedom and the power to do what you want. Quality of life. That was one one of the things we had to break through is this feeling like we have to be tied to this guaranteed money coming in. And once we let go of that, I think a lot of things have changed. Yeah, and I think a huge thing, this is all logistics again, but I think saving is, while it's hard, it's just a, it can become a positive habit in your life. And if you get to save money, I think that it is just such a cool thing. And if you can and you're okay with it, then just keep doing that. Well, because, because because you're either a spender or a saver. That's right. You know, my wife. <laughs> see, she she's a saver, and I'm a spender. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the other way around in our house. <laughs> I don't think I think we're both equal parts spender and saver. It depends on yeah, we're pretty what we're spending it on. We do. Uh, we put away a percentage of every. Uh, job that comes in oh sure I'd love to do an episode about financial advice because I have 
so much garbage financial advice to give. So maybe that'll be a future right, we'll episode. Save that episode one hundred. <laughs> yeah, good year, <laughs> so, year and a half from now. So, so I'm telling you, you got you're gonna be a spender or a saver. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dave Ramsey, shout out. I will I will shout you out on this show uh, until I hear back from you. Or until my wife tells me I'm not allowed to shout you out on the show. You're not allowed to shout him out on the show anymore. It's nice knowing you, Dave. <laughs> but you know what? There's one other great story about quitting your job that I just don't think we could get away with this episode with a clean conscience without bringing up. Love that. Your sister, Adria, and her draft and ink. <laughs> Clap, so, for Clap for draft and ink. We're so proud of Adria. Beach. She just quit her office job that she was working full time to pursue Draft and Ink, which is her custom calligraphy company specializing in, I mean, everything stationery, weddings, custom stuff that's cute during the holidays, anything you can imagine. Go to her Instagram. But I did just want to say that it was just so cool to see the evolution just like in front of me. And you watched it, too. We were in... 100%. We were in a hotel room in Sedona when she called us to tell us that she quit her job. And I got a little choked up because I'm so proud of her. And I know that it's something that she's been wanting to do for a long time. And I just think it's so cool. And to watch everything happen has been even cooler. I just It just blows my mind that, like... Anyone can do anything if you really put your mind to it. I know that's the cheesiest no, thing to she's, say. She's at like step two. You know, she's right at the very beginning stages. She knows what she wants to do. She has fun doing it. She's great at it. She's getting better at it. All these she's things. She's getting busier. She's getting busier. She's, you know, the money is trickling in. I love that she does things that are optional, like showcasing things that you can purchase but giving people ideas like she'll mock stuff all the time just to give people ideas and then it turns into a sale and that's so smart it's like okay i need to do that <laughs> so go check out draft and ink we're super proud of adria highly and recommend it there's a ton of cool stuff to come and we'll keep you posted and we will leave her instagram in our instagram <laughs> You can do that? Yeah, like in a post. Oh, yeah. She actually made a super cool rendition of All About It in her calligraphy. Loved it. I mean, it's like my 70s dream. Her handwriting is like my favorite thing on planet Earth. We're pretty lucky she's in the family, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. She's my there you a- go. everything angel. <laughs> so she's going through it, and I think we're all excited to see what happens. It's a so long excited. it's a long road that goes pretty fast. Yeah, it does. That's like the kind of thing I feel it's like pretty it's pretty crazy. It can seem slow on a bad day and it can seem fast on a good day, but yeah. when you are standing there and you're looking back at your life, the last 5 days, the last 5 months, the last 5 years. Forget the future. We already talked about the future. Future is unknown. But the past is already written. It's already done. You can look back at that pretty clear and see exactly who you were, how you were feeling, what you were willing to do with your time and your resources and what have you. You know, go off that. Don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to that. Yeah. You know, who you were five days ago, that's not you today. You can do whatever you want. You don't need to be in some mixed up space you don't need to be in or don't want to be in, don't feel inspired. We should, you know, create, get a plan going. If you need some advice... Got some advice for you. Maybe I'm Bennett back here and again. Got some advice for you. You go ahead and send us a direct message. Slide into the DMs, as Ooh. they say, of the All About It podcast Instagram, and we will give you guided, pointed advice. We can do that. Don't we have, worry. I'm the one that'll open it up. We have the technology, and we can provide such a service. We'd also love a rating review on the iTunes podcast review center area. <laughs> we keep, we talk about it like I've I've no idea. We I've, talk about it like we've been there. <laughs> it's hard. It's honestly not the easiest place hey, to get to. Hey, you know to. what, you guys? So I don't. I'm not offended that we don't have a whole lot of reviews, and the reviews that are there, pretty good. Love you guys. They're pretty good. Whether you know whether you're a long time listener, first time caller, one time reviewer. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all good to us. We really appreciate you. We're all about it. And we're all about it. And you can follow us on Instagram at All About It Podcast. There's a video of Bennett that you cannot miss out on. I mean, there's a lot you can't miss out on, but God, bless it be. You don't want it to be this. Because <laughs> this train left the station and it's got no destination. There you go. Just going to keep churning and chugging along. It'll be a sad day when we move from here and we keep recording and then maybe we'll... I gotta That's go, a whole other podcast. I got I to gotta go record the yeah. train and then just put little yeah, train samples just to mess with people. That's exactly right. That's a good hubbin. Thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> Come join us again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, you guys.